Hello and welcome to Brony Music History episode 5. On today's episode, we're taking a bit of a break from convention and we'll be interviewing someone who is a very important part of the music fandom but isn't in fact a musician. Um, they're one of the hardest working members of the fandom, including admining, um, Cider Party, Equestria Daily, Horse Music Herald, and their own compilation series, Brony Family. Um, and in a lot of ways, uh, they're well respected as the beating heart of the music promotion community. Please welcome McKenshi. <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you so much for all that you said. And hi, everybody who's watching this video. Thank you for chatting it out. Thank you for watching. And uh, yeah, you're awesome for watching it. And I love you all. And uh, and thank you, Rockfox, for inviting me to this interview. Like, it's a big honor. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. No worries. Well, I'm glad, glad, to, very, you're very welcome on the show. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Um, right, let's let's wind the clock back. Um, how did you get into Pony? Oh my god. So it was like um, in 2014, I was uh, like uh, into many things, but uh, one of the websites I was checking at the time had a post about um, anime ponifications, like uh, artworks that, are, that has uh, ponies in the style of anime. And uh, it was so colorful, and I was like, okay, so apparently there's a whole community uh, around this, and I'm in two communities already. I was into the Tuhu community, the Vocaloid community. Uh, uh, it's other big communities creating tons of products uh, every day. And so I was like, okay, so this community is mainly speaking English, so I can actually like interact with it, interact with the creators and fanworks. And so the show looked look great, so I tried it out. I watched uh, three episodes. I was sold uh, a thousand times. And so that's how it, that's how it became a brownie in uh, February 2014. And uh, yeah, it was the start of something really wonderful. And my early brownie days were just wonderful. And just that, that spirit of early brownie discovery, you know, of... Uh, like uh, everything was, I was so obsessed. I mean, I still am, but I was so obsessed <laughs> with ponies. Like when I went to work and bike, I was seeing the um, the, the dam, the sun, and I was thinking about Celestia, and I was thanking her for her son and stuff like that. When I visited um, a cider, a brewery, I was thinking of Applejack, and uh, I was well, it was just wonderful. And uh, yes, and the. I actually got to watch the show at the same time as the community was starting with season five, and same, just watching the show at the same time, live actions, uh, just, that was just wonderful. Yeah, well, and it's an interesting time to have been joining the family roughly at the start of season five. Um, I guess from, at that point, the, the Brony fandom was very well established. You know, we, we'd already had sort of four years of, of fan creations by that point. Um, did the music side of the family fa did the music side of the fandom like initially interest you or did you get into it through uh, sort of other creative like fan works within Pony? You mean if I was into Pony music right away? Yeah, not? yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it was kind of instant because um, 
Like I said, I was into other creative communities before, and I was already enjoying other fan-made music from such communities. And so, like for example, my uh, To Who music folder is is very big, and um, so I already I instantly recognized that it was another of those uh, worldwide uh, huge communities of fans making fan content. So I already I just instantly searched on YouTube, and I found uh, Black Griffin. I found uh, a couple of others, um, Party with Pinky from Alex S and uh, all the many classics. And so uh, I instantly I was like, okay, I know what this is. It's just the same, but with colorful ponies and people talking in English. So I can actually interact with them. Yes. So yes, I was, I was, uh, I was, I became an instant fan of pony music because uh, uh, I just knew that it was fun music. And so I just I was like okay so now I can become uh, um, I can interact with um, creators of fun music um, made about ponies so so yeah I instantly began commenting and uh, uh, yeah trying to to tell every pony who made um, pony music tell them that I appreciate what they do because simply because I always dreamed of doing that. Yeah, and so you, you bring up your comments um, on posts and anyone who's been around uh, Pony Music on YouTube knows that you're probably the most prolific commenter to ever grace this earth. Um, so you've said that um, one of your aims is to encourage uh, Pony creators uh, to, to make more music. Um, uh, I I I know for one, uh, like personally, having having sort of every time I see McKenzie commented, I'm like, oh, I gotta pay attention to this song. Um, oh my! Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. I yeah, mean, yeah. That didn't make a difference. That's like I don't know my I don't I never know actually if my comments are getting noticed by people, if people read them, if people see them. Uh, but if I can make someone smile, then that's um, the best thing that can happen. And if I can, if I can make someone uh, enjoy some more, that's even better. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, just, it's all just expressing me expressing my feelings. So um, if others can see the the passion and the love that I express, and if we can resonate with them, then all the better. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's. It's one of the one of the best things about the the pony fandom, and something that several, all of basically everyone who's been, um, who's been on the show before has said is that it's 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 the sort of real human interaction that you don't tend to get with um, sort of more commercial music, where you're sort of just yeah. throwing things out into the ether because you have that community. Um, did you join a lot of the music communities around that time? I don't know if they were they would have been on Skype or. Um, I don't know if Discord was around back then. Um, were you were you sort of in a lot of those communities, or more just like sort of seeing music from the outside? Uh, so, uh, in music, like in like servers or something. Yeah, like in servers or um, or I don't know, like well, chat, chat rooms. Time, uh, it's true we were using Skype, and I remember that very early, like uh, well, from 2014 to 2016. Uh, I was not, uh, I, was, I mean, I was um, commenting on songs, but I wasn't very involved in the Pony Music project yet. So uh, I guess I was just mostly commenting or maybe on Twitter a bit, but it was mostly like uh, my, my in interaction in communities were like on YouTube, my comment sections were my servers, if you want. 
but um, and and st in still it's still the case, and it's only from 2016 that I joined House Music Herald and we had our um, place on uh, Skype, and then we moved to Discord. So uh, it's only started at that point uh, with House Music Herald that I really started getting in uh, in a group of people uh, working about pony music. And uh, yeah, so only from uh, 2016. But uh, yeah, it was. I remember the Skype days. Oh my gosh, that's so nostalgic right now. <laughs> Skype, and we had our first music around. Um, I don't know how it's called, a group or a server there, uh, a group on Skype. And it was, oh, I, and then I remember the day we moved to Discord and, <laughs> well, memories. Yeah, yeah, and I, I definitely, th Discord, just absolutely changed the way that we communicate as communities i think um yeah. but yeah i i think many of us have fond fond memories of of those skype days so you've mentioned horse music herald um uh that's probably one of the projects you're best known for your involvement in um can you walk us through how you got started um right or sort of how, how you first heard about horse music herald and then how you started writing about them or writing for them Okay, so that's, that's going into my some of my best um, running memories. So that's that's such fond memories for me because, well, it's. I hope I'm not gonna tear up this in, during this interview because whenever I think about it and how how I feel for my teammates, it's just uh, it's just so emotional. But basically, um, I well in early 2016, House Music Herald created in January. Or uh, in the, in December of the last year, I don't remember. I think it was in January. And um, very early on, I noticed it, and uh, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's a website that's meant that's meant for promoting pony music. I'm a big fan of pony music. Okay, I have to apply. I have to 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 contribute to it. So um, I remember I messaged uh, Spectra, the founder, the co-founder on um, on Skype. And uh, we talked about it because, uh, yeah, I already talked to him about something else before, so that's how I got to talk about it. And um, and that's and actually at one point I was waiting for a re for a reply, and then the next day a reply came in and uh, okay you might just be joining us and okay thank you so much okay 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 this is amazing and that was like the, one of the best days of my life because I got accepted in the team. And uh, I never forget this moment, and I'm really so thankful uh, to to my teammates of House Music Herald who accepted me in the team. That's like really that actually that might be the best memory. Well, I just say one of the best, but really it has a big impact of, on me uh, how I got into the team. And um, yeah, as, as starting from that, I made many posts for the site and. Uh, just working with my teammates every day, just talking in the server, being able to to contribute to a bigger project for the community with people that I love dearly is just it was just some of the best bonus memories I have and uh, actually might be the best and um, yeah it's just it's just wonderful. So that's how I got into house music around and uh, yeah it's I guess it all it all started from here. Yeah, awesome. And obviously the 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 diversity of of pony music is absolutely phenomenal um how how do you go uh when you're curating um how do you even 
sort of decide what what is going to be featured um, on on those sort of websites because that I I I I'm I struggle to keep up with pony music and like I absolutely adore this but to keep up with it and then also decide you know what's going to get featured and what's going to get spotlighted is is just another a whole another um, a whole another level of, level of analysis. How do you uh, sort of think through that process? At first start, it depends on the website because uh, each website is different and has different rules and stuff. So on House Music Herald, uh, it's a team and everyone is voting on the song to be featured. But lately, there's less and less activities. So I'm just guessing on experience and history and I'm just saying like, okay, so this song is likely to be approved anyway, so I'll uh, approve it. And then it'll appear, appear on the list to be posted and our guest writers can post it or I can post it. But yeah, this day is more like, um, uh, I'm like, okay, uh, I have to do this work because uh, I'm kind of, uh, well, <laughs> Not as many people are active in the in the voting as before, so it's more or less uh, on my uh, I'm more or less on my own to decide. And uh, Equestria Daily, I'm on my own. And on Cider Party, it's not me who decides at all because it's also a teamwork. But uh, we all have to respect the quality standard of the channels that are very high. And I. Uh, 99% of the time I'm suggesting a song to be filtered, but it gets rejected because it doesn't match the quality of the channel. But that's just how things are. It's it's not my channel, so so it depends. But um, if we are talking, for example, on or places where uh, I can I can freely filter what I want, like just a daily. Well, it's quite simple to to answer your question. It's just it's more like um, we are a community of pony fans. We love ponies. We love fan-made music made by other fans who love ponies and who dedicate their music to them because they love them. So I'm just like, I'm subbed to pretty much every pony musician. So I just listen to everything that gets released in the community every day. And I'm like, okay, so this song, oh my gosh, this song has been made with a lot of heart of, uh, towards ponies, with a lot of love, with a lot of passion. Okay, I love it. And I bet that other pony fans would love it as well. I bet that, oh my gosh, the community need to see this. So if I feel that way toward a song, I will give it a solo post because I think that, yeah, I mean, we are, I want to, to spotlight the, the, the fan works, the, the fan songs, uh, the stuff made with love and passion that our community is making first and foremost. And also, uh, I always regretted that um, uh, often when I wasn't in charge on AQD, for example, when I was only part of the voting team, I kind of regretted that um, many smaller musicians, uh, uh, more obscure musicians, didn't get featured because of quality standards. That uh, mean I didn't have much say in this. So um, I'm trying now that I'm in charge to give more views to the people who I think deserve it because they make uh, their music might not be the most uh, high quality, uh, well-produced, well-mixed stuff, uh, I don't know. But what matters to me personally is the heart, is the feeling, is the, the, the poniness of a song, of, I don't know, the relevancy of, of a song in regards to our community of fans. And uh, now that I'm in charge, I'm taking the chance to give more exposure to this kind of uh, of smaller but uh, very passionate musician and so uh, yeah so those are 
those are the ones I would uh, feature in priority. But of course, I always, be, I always um, like uh, uh, even those that I don't feature in um, solo posts, I feature in bonus music posts so that uh, they, uh, they pretty much get the same view as anyway. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, cool. basically just based on the, I don't know, how the relevancy of uh, if other people's other fans will like it and uh, uh, if it's a good thing to post or not to share with the community. If, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, awesome. So let's use in. So normally on the show, um, we have an artist play some of their own music. Um, but obviously, uh, Mackenzie, you're not a, a producer. So instead, um, I got you to send me through um, a bunch of songs that uh, you've really enjoyed um, from recently. And um, a lot of these are from those sort of smaller artists that you've just you've been talking about. Um, yes. So let's play uh, "Never Ever Free" by Spin Scissor. Um, I have I have never heard of Spin Scissor before. Um, do you have anything you want to say about this track? Uh, well, this track is one of my favorites from him. But uh, the thing is, Spin Scissor is one of the most active pony musicians of the moment. So definitely don't sleep on it. I mean, this will be your chance to to find out about him. But uh, really, uh, this track is uh, well for me. It's very emotional, and uh, you might understand when you hear it. And uh, it just has some kind of nostalgic spirit. Also, uh, yeah, it's it has an atmosphere as well. And uh, I, I don't know, the music speaks for itself. For cool. itself. All right, well, let's give it a play.
Oh yeah, that's fucking sick. Uh, kind of fading at the end. Uh, the effect on the vocals. And just uh, and it's about geography first. So there's a theme as well that is uh, like uh, it's like you're exploring the forest and and it's very reminiscent of early pony songs. Like uh, I don't know, it's um, with the, I think that effect on the vocals is helping with it. It's a nostalgic aspect. And um, yeah, I don't. What did you think of it? Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree that um, it it really does sound like a lot of those early like sort of Pinkie Pie swear and Glaze style vocals, but like with much tighter production. Um, that that actually like really stands up today. I mean, it was only produced recently, but um, yeah, that's a fucking good track. I'm subscribing to them after this. Um, and I'll, I'll put, I'll put links to all of the songs, um, in this podcast, in the description of, uh, the video and the description of the podcast link. So if anyone else, uh, wants to go and support those and some, some small, support some smaller musicians, um, yeah, yeah. Um, head, check out the links in the bottom. Um, so before we played that song, you were talking about how one of the things you like most about pony music is that it really has like a heart. Um, a bit like a, a heart and soul, and also that you you feel quite nostalgic for um, a lot of those early fandom hits. Why do you think that? Um, words. Uh, why why do you think that pony music has developed in such a way that it really does have its own character, and that you can point at something and say, "Yes, that is pony music." Well. Uh... It depends, like, uh, uh, I don't usually say that, uh, I wouldn't be able to tell just like, uh, uh, this is pony, I mean, um, like, for example, uh, I, if someone were to share with me a pony track, and so it, were, it would be an instrumental, and um, like, uh, I wouldn't maybe be able to tell that it's ponies, but if that person shares with me and say, hey, I made this with Marshall because it depicts a certain episode where there's a, there's a part of the story where, and then, and then he tells me the context of uh, how he made it and what the track is meant to, to express, to depict, um, then I will enjoy it even more because I will say, oh, okay, so this track is about that part of that episode and oh my gosh, I love that part too and oh my gosh, I can feel, I can feel how the instrumental now, I can see how it's, yeah. how it's pertaining to that part and so um, that's, I guess, uh, there's also a bit of communication, like um, I, I always read the descriptions of each track of pony music that I listen to, just in case uh, the musician has something to say about it, like uh, what it's about. And, and um, another of the tracks that I share with you um, has that kind of uh, amazing and wonderful heartfelt backstory about uh, what it's about um, in the description. So maybe I will talk about that later. Yeah, sure. But yeah, it's basically, you know, it's, um, well, uh, I can connect to other pony fans and um, I just, if they wanted to uh, pay tribute to the ponies in their work, maybe music or art or something else, then I will appreciate it. And I will always love these people very much because, well, we all can relate. We are all connected to the same passion 
about ponies. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's how I see things anyway. Yeah, awesome. And so on the on the topic of art, um, as well as being the world's number one YouTube video commenter, you're also um, quite an avid PMV maker. Um, did you discover uh, PMVs? Actually, um, we haven't brought up PMVs on the show before, so can you explain to the audience uh, what a PMV is? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I didn't expect that question, that's amazing. Okay, so a PMV, Pony Music Video, is actually well, uh, a video made creat with creative means to pay tribute to ponies. So it can be, it can use show scenes, it can use custom scenes made uh, by hand, like uh, you would put uh, avec, avec an image of a uh, of a tree from the show, and then an image of a background, and then you would put ponies, and then there would be a story to it. So you can do pretty much what you want with video editing and image editing that you put in a video. And so you can tell a story, you can, uh, or just make a, you know, a, a cool looking video with lots of ponies in it, that's cool too. <laughs> so uh, there's lots of uh, different types of PMVs, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's another way to pay tribute to the characters we love, and uh, yeah, I keep seeing amazing PMVs and um, other PMVs with uh, HSCR Girls content that keep coming out and that look amazing. I recently shared one of my, on, on my Twitter, that's so really, uh, wow, uh, it's the flow, the effects, the, the scenes, the, the custom scenes, it's, and um, yeah, unfortunately, I, because of my all my involve, involvement in uh, Pony Music promotion work, I don't have much time for my personal project, so unfortunately, uh, I don't make uh, PMVs very often. <laughs> my last one is, oh my gosh, it's been a while already. But um, uh, if someday I'm getting inspired again by a certain episode or something, I might, I might just make one and say, oh, screw it. Okay, now I may make a PMV again and make an animation or something. And uh, just like um, with the episode with Starlight and her room, I saw that she had a guitar in her room. And so I was like, okay, I need to do something with that. And that's how I made a short animation about it. So yeah, it's all about um, using tools and softwares to, to create uh, custom stories about the ponies or like what we'd see in the show and we, we don't see it uh, happening in the show. Like what we want to see happening in the show, but we don't see it happening. Well, we can always make it happen with our own means and fun content. So that's that's one of the ways to make um, PMVs and other uh, PMV animations and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so you'd you'd come from a background in in Tuhu in to to Toho Tuhu. Uh, oh God, I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it. Um, uh, and sort of other. Um, I guess like anime and otaku uh, fandoms. So anime music videos uh, are, qu are quite common in there. Did um, PMVs sort of capture your attention because you were already familiar with the concept and you wanted to try something similar, but just with Pony? Uh, it's it's uh, something like that. Uh, actually, I made AMVs before I found out about the Pony community. And because I was already used to video editing, I was like, okay, so there's people making PMVs in this community. That's something I can do. So I will contribute with this. And so I made a few PMVs and uh, because I was used to, to making them, at first I was using Sony Vegas, but now uh, thanks to the community who introduced me to it, I'm using After Effects. And that's, uh, I don't regret making the change because it's, it's far more powerful. And um, yeah, so that's, 
uh, it was just something I could do with my own means. Uh, so that's how I, I said, okay, now let's, uh, I guess I can do a few PMVs to contribute. So that's how I did it. And uh, But really, uh, all PMVs, I'm fan of PMVs, not because of IMVs, but because it's just one, one other um, way to pay tribute to the show. Uh, so just like for Pony Music, it's just something else. Other fan works I'm appreciating. Yeah, awesome. Um, uh, okay. Um, so let's talk about you you personally. and Because like, obviously you listen to all t- types of music. Um, but Evershade asks, um, do you have a favorite genre uh, of music um, in the fandom? I saw that question on Twitter. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so Evershade. My answer is going to be disappointing. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have a favorite genre. Because uh, I, I mean, I listen to all types of genre and all types of music, and it will depend. Uh, sometimes some genre is I will like it even more than another, but it might, might just be because of a certain song. So I wouldn't say I have one favorite. However, my favorite genre in general is uh, soundtrack, and uh, like soundtrack from games or anime or the show. And so um, it doesn't have to be a, a soundtrack of a pony game or a, like a pony fan game, but I guess tracks, pony music that sound a bit like soundtrack or like the soundtrack tracks I know, uh, I guess those will be my favorite, I guess, because they will remind me of, of the soundtrack I appreciate. So I was like, okay, this kind of track has a kind of soundtrack vibe to it. And um, I always love those tracks very much in a special way because of, uh, of of that. And so I guess I guess those will be my favorites. But cool. it's uh, it's quite rare. But uh, yeah. So that's my answer. Yeah. Awesome. Um. And yeah. So it's it's good you brought up the actual soundtrack of the show. Um. We've seen remixes of. My Little Pony under every single genre under the sun. Um, I've seen remixes of show songs in every genre under the sun. Why do you think we've... Um, why do you think the show still continues to be a source of inspiration? Well, like, specifically the show's soundtrack continues to be a source of inspiration for so many people in the fandom. Um, and yeah, yeah, why do you think that is? Things that comes to mind. It's quite simple, but passion, simply passion, passion of people who keep want to remix the song because they love, they love them, and they love the show. So, so they keep having that inspiration that I believe will never fade. I mean, we will always be passionate about ponies. We will always want to to remix the song or pay tribute to them in any way we can. So, I guess musicians will remix songs. Uh, but the other reason might just be because the songs are really like high quality, like uh, catchy and stuff. Like uh, I don't know, Daniel Ingram made such amazing music, and every time I have a, I have like a, a, one of the songs from the show um, in my head. I have it playing, and it's it's so it's just so catchy, and uh, it's, it makes me smile because I remember the pony singing it and the, the moment in the episode. So I guess it's the remixes are kind of extending the the happy pony moments. So I guess we all, we will always want to to see more of that. So that's how that's how remixes will keep getting made. Yeah, cool. All right. Um. So earlier you were talking about a song. Um. That the description uh really spoke to uh the song itself and why it was a pony song. Which which one was that? It was uh, the one that is called Heart to Heart. 
Heart to heart. All right, by Thunderdash. Um, okay, so uh, talk talk us through uh, why this song felt special to you, and also give us give us a, a background of this of the story, the description told. So I was already subbed to Thunderdash for a while, but uh, there, I saw that new upload, and so I was like, oh, okay, so let's see what's because that musician used to put a lot of heart in their songs. So I checked the description. And oh my gosh, and I read the description, and the description is just the same as a message from a My Little Pony episode. Like, it's just the same, the same vibe, the same magic. It was talking about friendship, about trust, about love. And uh, I was reading that, and it felt just like watching an episode. And then I listened to the song, and the song is like a piano improv. So it's like the musician just sat on a, behind the piano and was like, okay, I want to spread the magic of friendship from the show. I want to like to spread all this wonderful positive message. So I just write, I just try to play a, plan, a piano piece about it. And so they did it. And just hearing the, the piece and try to imagine the, the musician's feelings and remembering the descriptions. So it's just such a distant feeling that there's only in fan music because you can see, you can relate to other fans, and yeah, it's just that's just wonderful. And uh, yeah, so it really the descriptions is like a part of the song in a way because uh, there's that uh, story to it. So um, yeah, so uh, everybody who listens to it, I I recommend to check out the description, and uh, you will see for yourself how lovely it is. And yeah, yeah, cool. All right, well, let's play uh, Thunder Dash Heart to Heart.
And there we go, Heart to Heart by Thunderdash. Whoop, there's another song. <laughs> okay, so, um, you're, you're from France, right? That's, yeah. So have, have you had much interaction, um, with the French brony community? Uh, not really, actually. Uh, just one time I went at, um, an anime convention and so I was, because I was like so obsessed with ponies, I was just, I went there with uh, a brony shirt with uh, Dashi and the on um, the shirt, and uh, I was surprised because I didn't expect that there would be any brownies there, uh, especially since our own town. I mean, uh, no one knows about ponies in here. No one knows about the brony community. But I went there, and then uh, a few people actually noticed my shirt and said, "Oh, it's Rainbow Dash! It's Rainbow Dash! Oh my god!" It was like. Oh, my gosh, that might be just other Pegasisters or, or Bronies and oh my gosh. And I actually met like um, four Bronies and Pegasisters there. And uh, they actually reached out to me and then we talked and then we, we took a photo together. So maybe those were, um, yeah, those were the, the only time I got to interact with some of the of the French Bronie community. But aside from that, I can't say I'm in any servers or uh, Oh, I'm not active in the, in the French community because I believe that um, for us that we have one single language that everyone in the world can understand, uh, we should use it because then uh, we we can talk with more people, or we can be more together. So I think that it will be better if everyone will just uh, unite in one language that everyone understands, so that uh, it's one big family, one big community. And um, but yeah, maybe some people don't speak English very well. So, uh, but yeah, um, I know a few websites in French though, and uh, it's it's also great that they're doing that as well. Uh, I kinda wish I would get involved as well, but I can't do everything. So uh, yeah, I gotta choose to 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 do just uh, some things, and uh, I will trust the rest to the others. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you haven't had much interaction in real life with the French fandom, but you did attend uh, BronyCon 2019. Um, can you tell us the story about how that eventuated? Because that was your first... Was that the first Brony convention you'd attended? The still only one. And uh, it just was uh, like the best weekend of my life because uh, I always dreamed about it ever since my first... Uh, ever since I became a Brony. I will watch um, vlogs of uh, famous uh, bronies attending broadcasts, like stuff from um, from AC Race Best, I think you know the name, and just and there's one of his uh, vlogs about bronicons when he and Cyberspark are, are in the elevator, and just they, they, they talk about Lauren Faust and how they are thankful to her and, and everything, and they, they, they open the door of the elevator and Lauren Faust comes in. <laughs> And, and and they were like, oh my god, they were freaked out. And, and so I was watching videos like this, and like one other video, they are hanging out in the lobby with um, with uh, Emma Larson and having, having uh, folktales with him. And it's just so that atmosphere of being with show staff and uh, other fans is just it's just so special and emotional just being able to, to interact with like that. So ever since those days, it was my dream to to be at one of those uh, those uh, real life events as well, and so um, so how it happened? So I was like, uh, okay, it would be great if I could go to a pony convention, but uh, at the time I didn't have money, 
uh, I didn't, I wasn't employed. I was still looking for a job, a new job. So I was unable to go. So I didn't have, I couldn't afford the, the flights and everything. So uh, I sadly couldn't go. And then uh, I, I got someone asking me, uh, uh, hey, so what would you need to, to go to Bronicon? So I said, oh, I just uh, a lot of work because uh, I need to find a job real quick and just start getting money. And so and I said, okay. And so time, some time passed. And, and then one of a sudden, one day I wake up and I see someone made a GoFundMe for, for like to gather funds to make for my trip to Bronicon. So I was like, and I was just crazy. I mean, I was, I kind of freaked out for a moment and I, and then we talked in, in, in PMs and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, but wait, uh, I can't accept money because the thing is, I, I'm like, uh, uh, I have real trouble with accepting money because I'm just, I, <laughs> so I, it took a while, but I said, okay, then I guess I should accept it. So, and everyone said, okay, yeah. You should and stuff. So, um, but that's still so crazy. I mean, and thanks to that, um, I got able to to go to Bonnican because uh, well, that offered me was a success, and uh, with that money, I could afford the flight and the hotel. And uh, so I just say again, I just take the chance to say again, thank you so much to everybody who donated. And uh, like, uh, yeah, I simply wouldn't have been able to go to Bronicon uh, for the first time uh, without uh, this help. And so, yeah, it was just uh, such a wonderful uh, four days weekend, um, like meeting everybody. Uh, my, one of my favorite moments was just uh, like sitting in the plaza in the crowd, not, just being on my own, but like there was tons of bronies all around me and I wasn't talking to anyone especially, but, but as I was here just, just among so many others, brothers and sisters, so many others of my family, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm here, I'm in, I'm in a Christia with so many other ponies around me, and this, <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this was just, this is just the best, it's just the best, and uh, yeah, just the best weekend of my life. Yeah, oh, what a, that's such a, such a lovely story, and that, that convention atmosphere, there is nothing else like it. That you it you online doesn't come close just to replicating just how like the insane energy it is to be in a con in real life um and I I'm I'm so glad that that you as someone who's had like such a subtle but such a, such an important influence on on the Brony community that that people banded together to to get you um to get you to BronyCon because um yeah yeah like I could I couldn't think of anyone more deserving um in the music scene to to have gotten that support. And I just, I just want to talk about one thing um, that I, I, we were talking about sort of before the show in, in messages. So I, I, I initially um, said that um, uh, you were, you're a bit of an influencer, like in, in inverted commas in the, in the pony music scene. Um, because, because I do, I do genuinely think that, you know, w with the fact that you curate for Equestria Daily and you, you, you curate for Horse Music Herald and, um, you know, you have input on Cider Party and that sort of thing, that in a lot of ways you um, have quite a lot of power to expose um, music that might not otherwise get um, exposure to, um, a lot of, to, to other people in the fandom. But... I I know you you personally you said that you weren't a big fan of the influencer label. Um, 
how do you how do you feel about um being able to sort of share your passion and and share the um the the, the sort of love you have for all of the music that you find and sort of have have that role of being someone who like really encourages people to 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 push themselves to to, to do better and make more music uh, how I feel about it, I feel the utmost gratitude for it because it's really uh, a wonderful opportunity. I'll always be thankful for it. Like uh, for my house musician teammates accepting me in the team, for uh, my side of party teammates accepting me as a, as the new manager of the channel, and for um, the previous uh, curator of Equus Fidelis um, Pony Music section to uh, invite me to be the, the new one. So. Oh, for all of these opportunities, I am just so insanely thankful because uh, it's just a wonderful chance right now to be able to, to share, like you said, to share those things, to share um, uh, those pony fan words that I love and, I, and that I think others will love too. And uh, to be able to express my passion with a wider audience, that just, that's just... Uh, uh, that's an honor and, uh, and a golden opportunity that uh, I'm so thankful for it. Uh, like, um, uh, well, it's always hard to tell if my uh, articles are actually being read because I don't, uh, I don't often get comments or people tell me feedback about them. So on um, my everyday, I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm writing this, this article with love as always. And I'm like, okay, so I hope some people will read it. Maybe some people will get this reference that I'm putting there. Maybe some people will relate to the the passion I'm having with that certain part and stuff. But I never know if it actually happened or not because I may see the views of the post, but I don't have any um, responses. So I'm like, okay, so is my work actually um, is my are my words actually uh, read or not? But uh, I guess they are, but at least by um at least by a few people. So even if there is only a few, even if I don't know them, uh, I'm glad I could share that with them. And I glad that the, if they can relate to what I felt, then then that will be gold succeeded. And um, yeah, so it's I actually feel a lot of gratitude because it's it's really amazing. And I write each of my articles with love, and I always hope that other people might feel the same the same powerful emotion I feel with certain songs. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's one of the little quirks of being like such an internet-based fandom that you don't often get that like that sort of real feedback of people commenting and and noticing because you're just sort of throwing things out into 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 the ether and you know not not everyone comments on videos and not everyone comments on um articles um but I think a lot of people see it and it's it's so it's just impossible to to like quantize how much impact you're having but i i just think that like if if people are willing to to crowdfund you to get to bronycon i think that that in itself says that um people are reading your messages and people are appreciating what you're doing um and i mean like that i just and also like i mean personally like yeah, I, every time I, I see one of your comments, and when on the on the times you commented on my videos as well, it's been such a such an encouragement. And um, yeah, it's one of those sort of sort of little things where like every single comment makes a little difference. And when you add all of them together, it's it the cumulative impact is just phenomenal. Um, so you 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 did mention cider party um, uh, in just then, and you got you got a cider party pillow behind you, I think. 
Let's see. There we yep. go. I um, can just maybe. Uh, I can do this. Oh yeah, this is the pony cave. My gosh. <laughs> so there's the pillow. I have a mug as well. This I got from Bronicon. And uh, yeah, the pony wall is actually here. But uh, we don't see very well, but there's a lot of uh, pony posters and stuff. So it's all handmade. And uh, yeah, I print, my, I print all my posters myself. So, uh, yep. And, and for those listening... For those listening on the podcast, there is no room. I can't see the wall on McKenzie's wall. It's all posters. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. My gosh. Um, so many posters, so many figures, so many plushies. Um, so Shyfire asks, um, uh, why did you found Cider Party? And I think that's a bit of a, a, a misconception. So you didn't actually found Cider Party, did, did you? So uh, actually, I'll take this chance to tell a bit uh, to um, tell people about uh, some uh, brownie history with uh, how a cider party was made and uh, uh, just uh, yeah. Well, um, the different phases I, of cider party. I really want to do a full. So, I really want to do a full history of cider party at one point, like with Spiky Wiky and Hacked. Um, so I, I think I think that's that that is definitely on the cards. Um, so maybe just talk about your in your involvement with cider party. Um, and w when you got involved? So I just say that Cider Party was started seven years ago. So first it was Spikey Wikey, who, uh, aka Tacos, who, was, uh, who is actually the real founder of Cider Party. So uh, I was a big fan of that channel ever since that time. Since, uh, ever since the, I remember I became a fan of Cider Party when there was only like uh, three, four videos on the channel. So it was, I was really there from the start and I was a big fan of it. So I followed it and then Hack became in charge at some point. And then at some point, um, well, uh, they needed a new uh, video editor and bartender. So um, me and my other horse musical teammate joined in to help with, uh, I did the video template. And so at one point, um, someone said, uh, hey, uh, actually the, the one who's taking care of the videos uh, should be the, the, the manager, it should be the, the bartender. And, uh, and that was the one they were talking about because I made the template. And I was like, wait, wait. I was, I was looking at the chat and I was like, wait, is that really considering me to be the bartender of cider parties? That had never crossed my mind. So, and then one one of my teammates followed up with, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think McKinsey is more than fit for the role. And I never forget that line, hacked, if you see this, I love you so much for saying that because, wow, um, I mean, that means so much to me that someone would uh, say that about me, would trust me with it. So um, starting from that, they, they all said, uh, yeah, uh, why not? Uh, of, of, uh, yes, you, you can be. And then I was like, uh, well, <laughs> I, do, I did a double take because I couldn't believe what was happening. But yeah, uh, that's another of my... Um, of my best memories of being a brownie is the day when I became a bartender of the cider party or manager, if you want. And uh, I never forget that day. And uh, then I made a comeback video, and uh, it, it started from there. And it was in it was in June um, 2017. And uh, yeah, I've been taking care of the of the uploads uh, since then. Yeah, cool. And uh, I. 
Like I said, I can't post uh, all that I want because the channel is only posting electronic music and it's only for the high quality stuff. The channel is very elitist. Um, but uh, I do every one, every of my uploads with love. And uh, yeah, I still take, uh, that's just another way to to promote uh, our sampling music. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, and um, I'm going to repurpose Shyfire's question as well. So in May this year, um, you debuted a new compilation called Pony Family. Um, we have a lot of compilations um, in, in the fandom at the moment, and it does seem that as a fandom, we are moving more towards having music more centrally located on compilations instead of being more decentralized and sort of promoting it through like the big hit with the Equestria Daily feature um, and that sort of thing. Um, what, what inspired you to start Pony Family and what, what's your sort of ethos behind it? Um, why, yeah, why, what do you think makes Pony Family different to the other compilations? The thing is, I heard uh, that uh, some, like you said, some people only uh, follow Pony Music through compilation albums because uh, main, maybe it's easier to download or something. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's not fair because there's a lot of the daily Pony Music that is so amazing, but that is not included in compilation albums uh, most of the times because they don't make the quality cut. So I was like, oh, but that's so sad. Those people will never get to hear that awesome Pony Music. So ever since then, I had the idea of, of fixing that with my own compilation album series, where there will be all that other um, uh, awesome pony music made by the day by musicians, but kind of like the, the smaller musicians who don't, don't get or don't submit to, to bigger compilation album series. And so they will at least be there on Bandcamp. And so that the, the pony fans who are into, like, um, more what I'm into as well, more the more the, 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 the pony fan works than the high quality music. And then they can just uh, follow that with my album. So they can just uh, download every album and they will have the best of well, what I think and what I personally created. And uh, they will just have that um, of uh, the last few months. So it's a good way, another way to keep up with um, all of that uh, daily pony music and uh, pony fan works. So, um, so yes, that's kind of um, the goal to give more exposure for the people to only check music through Bandcamp. So yeah. they have everything there, they have a place there, and um, yeah. So and it's also another goal of the project is kind of to to change the world and make it more like Equestria, because I think that the, this world needs more more love and more kindness. Uh, and I try to spread all the all those values. Uh, from the show, but I try to spread them as as well with this project. It's kind of an extension of the show. It's kind of uh, our own pony family, our own main six. Like uh, every pony who feel connected to these values, to the values from the show, to the love that we share, to the passion for ponies, they can just join my project and we can all be a happy family together. And I know that sounds cheesy, but I really believe it. And I really love every pony so much. Yeah, awesome. Okay. And it's, I guess, part of it as well is sort of getting that sort of amateur level producers who, who might not sort of be like really punching it as high as to make it to Ponies at Dawn as well. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense. 
Um, okay, let's put the let's put the big nostalgia goggles on it and look back at your your entire time in Pony. Um, where do you think you'd be um, without the fandom? Where do I think I'd be if I didn't become a bunny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, um, I guess I'd be just into the same things I were before. Maybe I would have found out about new things, other things. I, um, I always be passionate about many things because even before ponies, I, uh, I was um, still passionate into into many other things. So um, I think passion will still be the, the biggest part of my life. Uh, but the thing is, uh, one thing that the Brony community helped me uh, develop, I mean, help, I mean, show me, is the power of love. Because um, before, before I found out about the community, I guess I wasn't as much into like love, or I mean, I was always like, uh, you know, uh, I was always kind to others and, and stuff. But um, with the Brony community, I felt like for the first time, I felt like, okay, this is a whole community. I'm gonna consider like a family. And I, I actually found out that you can actually feel love, give love to many people, like as many people as you want, and it can, it can actually grow exponentially every day. And you really feel it, and it gives you so much happiness just to see the others happy. So that's something I'm really grateful about for the towards the Tuburani community because I found out about that, that power of just loving people and just giving love to others and without expecting anything in return. And so I guess if I didn't become a brony, I wouldn't have that. So yeah, but I'd still be I'd still be passionate about many things. But uh, yeah, I guess I wouldn't have all my pony posters. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, but I guess yeah, I just have found other ways, uh, others. Uh, maybe I would get in, I would have been involved in another another community, but. Uh, but really, this one is special because of the of the single values of uh, the distinctive values of friendship uh, and all the positivity and the love. It's it's wonderful. And that so, and yeah. that is an that is I think that is an awesome way to sum up your time in Brony. Like, I I, I personally and I think many listeners in the audience would would really empathize with that because I mean I think that's what that's what I found in the fandom as well. And um, I'm sure uh, for you listeners that. You, you probably would, might feel the same because like really the values of the show and friendship and love really does all unite us. And I think that's a, a beautiful way um, to finish the interview. I have one final question. Um, so question I try to ask all of my guests um, is who would you like to hear interviewed on the show next? And um, for context as well, uh, Mackenzie was actually suggested by a listener, uh, by several listeners. Um, so if... If you if you in the audience want to hear someone like Mackenzie interviewed on the show, please send me a message and um, we'll try get onto it. Um, so yeah, Mackenzie, who who would you who do you think's got a good story to tell? So, uh, first, I just like to say, take my chance to say to those who uh, actually suggested me, uh, thank you so much for that. It's a big honor and uh, thank you for for actually um, giving the idea to to interview me. That's just wow. Uh, and then, uh, so uh, who would I uh, recommend? Well, uh, I'm such a fan of so many musicians, so I want to recommend many people. Actually, <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of hard to pick just one. Uh, I guess uh, I could recommend one of my favorite active musicians. 
uh, that will be either Brilliant Venture or Torrentorac or Lutrock or Spin Scissor, uh, Thunder Dash, who we heard, who we heard before. Uh, then, oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> I could just say so many names, but uh, I should probably just, uh, um, or just I could just say uh, all of my teammates. Um, uh, well, uh, I think uh, any basically I want to to hear the story of someone who's like who has a lot to say about um, maybe what they make to pay tribute to the ponies or how they feel towards the ponies. But basically anyone who has a, who has been a big contributor or has uh, showed a lot of passion in the community, any one of those people, I mean, it doesn't have to be a big name or whatever. It's just just someone who loves pony and uh, who just uh, spreads love and spreads kindness. Uh, any of those wonderful people will get uh, all my yes. Awesome. All right. Well, I think... Oh, there's so many people that fit the bill of people that spread love and friendship. So I definitely think uh, we're going to be finding some more of them soon. Um, all right. Where can people find you if they want to follow your work? Well, uh, I'm posting as a daily pony music on Etruscia Daily's pony music section. So my post on Etruscia Daily. Uh, then there's uh, the videos I made for Cider Parties, the post I made for House Music Herald. And then, uh, well, when I do make a PNV, it will be on my YouTube channel. When I do make a Pony Real Life work, it will be on my DeviantArt. And then uh, I'm also active on sharing pony, pony things on my Twitter. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to, like, uh, see, the, see other awesome pony things made by pony musicians or pony artists on, or pony uh, music video editors, then uh, you can check my Twitter because I'm often sharing them. And I'm also spreading love and I mean, just, yeah, I mean, if you want your own corner of Equestria, you know, you can always have it with me. And uh, we, we listened before to the song uh, Heart to Heart. And one of its moral is that, uh, you know, having heart to heart with friends to help you and stuff. So I just want to add that anybody who wants to have a heart to heart, who wants to talk about the issues and uh, who I might help with something or maybe just by listening, well, I will always listen to you, so you can just come to me anytime. And uh, yeah, uh, just anyone, you will always get nothing but love from me and from Pinky. Yeah, awesome. All right, what a fabulous place to leave the interview. Um, thanks everyone for listening. This has been episode five of Brony Music History. Uh, I'm RockFox. You can follow me on Twitter at RockFoxDJ. You can follow me on YouTube where I play pony music and um, commercial music as well. Um, also at RockFoxDJ. And um, you can follow this podcast on Spotify, um, on YouTube, or you can add it to your favorite podcast player with the XML in the description of either of those videos. I'll also be performing a um, horse music nostalgia set playing exclusively 2011 to 2014 pony music hits um, this weekend uh, for Ponyfest 5. Um, if you saw my set at the second Ponyfest, uh, you'll know what to expect. Um, and yeah, now that I've been doing this, this show, I've been researching even more music, um, and discovering some big hits, but also some sort of, some gems that you might've forgotten about. So, um, yeah, I guess keep tuned to my Twitter and keep tuned to the Ponyfest Twitter. That'll be in four or five days after this video airs. Um, so yeah, let's finish with a song. Um, so you mentioned, uh, Brilliant Venture. Um, in your outro. So let's play uh, Sensations by Negative, which is a um, no, negative, negative Space, which is an alias of Brilliant Venture. 
uh, released on Estate of Sugar Biscuit. And I'll see you later, everyone. Goodbye and brohoof. Thank you.